You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. It's Saturday night, so sit back, boys and girls. And follow me. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, welcome to the sideline junkie. <laughs> WrestleManiacs. Uh, you broke me in the first couple moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I couldn't even get out the we're here. That, that, <laughs> that shut me down, man. <laughs> oh man, that, that's oh, a good one. I think Aloha. I got um, I got a couple of them lined up for you tonight. Oh gosh. Oh man, let's get the, the the zingers going. We're just gonna jump straight into around the universe, and I'm gonna read the first passage from our first discussion topic, and that being the press release from May 15th by Warner Media, and it uh, reads as follows: Media announced today that it is partnering with All Elite Wrestling (AEW), the new professional wrestling promotion featuring a world class roster of diverse male and female wrestlers giving wrestling experience for the first time in 20 years warner media and aew together will build this powerhouse sporting league from the ground up and will begin airing weekly matches later this year with this league aew is introducing a new generation of wrestlers to fans offering fun gripping and authentic athletic matches that will make wrestling more accessible to a broad audience. Warner media will utilize its position as a next generation global media company to build this league into a global pro wrestling franchise. AEW on TNT. <laughs> that is that is uh, some huge stuff. Now the question is, what day of the week is it going to air on? Are they going to go uh, extra ballsy and go up against Raw? Which means, if they do that, we need to really treat it like it used to be, where you watch the first hour of AEW, then you go over and watch two hours, or I guess uh, yeah, three hours of uh, Monday Night Raw now. Then you have movies for guys who like movies that needs to come back. <laughs> then you go ahead and watch three hours of AEW <laughs> because you got to watch the first hour again just to see the second hour all on a Monday night. Man, that's dedication, right? Yeah, here. it is. And you taking it way when back. DVR did not exist. You are taking it way <laughs> awesome. back. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, boy, I had to put some work in trying to uh, survive that after getting off of work, and you knew that's what you had to do. But it was well worth it. Every day, every time, every VHS cassette tape, I had to find some money for because the other one ran out on Thursday. (laughs) So, AEW on TNT, that is the jab right into Vincent Kennedy McMahon's side right there. I think he would have been cool if it would have ended up on some other rinky-dink network. But TNT, that means that not only do they have a billionaire backing them, 
which is helping fund this new balance of uh, of contracts and and how they're managing an equal pay and all that. But now they've got Warner, which I'm quite sure Ted Turner's like, you motherfuckers. Pardon the expression, but I know Ted Turner's pissed about this. You got Tom, got Tom Warner <laughs> over here coming and saying, hold up. Let's add to that and give y'all what they denied Eric Bischoff many years ago, which is distribution. Eric Bischoff would have still be owning potentially WCW right now if he had television distribution. So that means AEW can have an impression on just, you only need two, TNT, TBS. <laughs> there you go. That's enough right there to pull in who? The good old boys and girls that miss WCW. And then you also got the leverage of those that are enjoying current modern wrestling programming and sports entertainment. So you could finally merge those because as much as we love NXT, it's still not grabbing at the old school WCW, NWA, um, crop of sports entertainment fans that really want that to come back. Well, now they have potentially that at least from the network that was providing it. We just need to see what the content is going to be like, and we'll find that out later on this month from AEW. So what's your thoughts, man? Man, first off, we had a deal already broken, and obviously Cody, the cons, they weren't paying attention to what we were saying. Because this could have been a distribution deal that benefited everybody in the game. But you got to stand on your own, too. I think it's a real good thing. And then also, they got a, a TV deal overseas with a British media company, ITV PLC. And mm -hmm. uh, they're going to show their, the AEW shows on ITV4 and pay-per-views. Starting with Double Enough. Yep. Man, I, everybody was wondering that what was going to happen. You see it now. Yep, I have to give nothing but kudos to Cody Rhodes. And I know deep down inside, Triple H is thinking the same exact thing on giving kudos to Cody and setting up AEW. Because what this is doing, and Chris Jericho just tweeted about this and how the WWE superstar should be thanking him because he is true. When he signed on, AEW got some serious legitimacy. They got a serious marquee person because you can't just be like, oh, Cody is, is running it and let that be on the Young Bucks because how many people of large scale, global scale, know who the Jacksons are, you know, or or who, I mean, Cody it may be a little bit of an exception to the rule per se, but how many of them know the name Kenny Omega versus how many of them know the name John Cena, right? But you say you got Y2J, you know, the first ever well, Jerry Two Belts, I guess is what we could call him <laughs> when he became the first universal champion um, signing on, which led to everybody else now getting some higher bumps in pay in their salaries. So the WWE is like, hold on, we're going to need to renegotiate these, these contracts and get them some more money and make sure they're not going anywhere and jumping ship. Or we need to stop people from um, putting in their their notice to resign and, and exit their contract just out of the blue 
we got to hold on. We may have to. You were sick for you know three months. Uh, air, um, Luke Harper, we're gonna have to add in some time so that way you can't be a double or nothing. Uh, you know those type of things. But what Triple H is really thinking, and just like I'm thinking, is competition is good because now he can leverage. Hey Vince, yeah, double or nothing sold out in the arena. Double or nothing is going to pull in some big draw money, not just because of who's on it, but people want to see what it's about. The buzz is there, and they're doing it the right way from basically a grassroots marketing perspective. Let's go to the house shows of the indies and, and just show up and then just create something. You know, Kenny Omega and Y2J fighting out of the blue, all those type of things. Young Bucks are super kicking people out of the blue. Random things happening. You know, Cody and Brandy doing media and showing up at sporting events. They're showing up in places where they get their pictures taken and keeping a buzz out on AEW and, and keeping it fresh and vibrant in people's minds. Now they've somehow caught the, the, the eye, allegedly, of Sasha Banks. Now Moxley, John Moxley, possibly, thanks to Jack Swagger, saying, hey, that's not a bad idea for when he you know appears at AEW soon. Uh, spoiling stuff. Thanks, Jack Swagger. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, all these things happening. Vince can, I mean, uh, Triple H can go to Vince and say, hey, you know that NXT brand we got? Yeah, how about we bring more of those people up? Because you remember Ricochet, right? You know, and, and Alistair Black. Well, maybe not so much Alistair because he's like, you got to take him with a grain of salt, great entrance and stuff like that. But then, when you know, when he talks, you're like, you got to, I don't know. But Ricochet, you said, let's just put them on everything and see how they fare. Ricochet has had his entrance tweaked three times. At this current iteration of his entrance, he's got a bullet pinging when he first shows up. When he And he's got audio now or a little spoof of something when he lifts his hood off of his head right before he walks down to the ring. AJ Styles don't have anything when he lifts his hood up. You know what I'm saying? So you challenge Triple H to prove him wrong on the talent and the strength of NXT. And now you got a guy that is superseded NXT, but yet you've got other talents on the show that if they were given a chance, would do the same thing in a Velveteen dream. If they would do the same thing, in the Undisputed Era. The Undisputed Era could replace the Shield and general conversation on a main roster. Undisputed Era could equally pretty soon march to their own drum and be held on the same accord as a DX and an NWO. And they don't even need any more members. They're just that good as a cohesive unit. Even to the level of a, a Nexus when they first showed up. You got... Keith Lee and, and, and who could with the right curation and the right prowess uh, of, of I guess we'll take it from a, 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 a video terminology uh, with the right treatment could be the next rock and I know it's a big statement but he's got that aura about him that if you just put him in the right lane with the right people with the right scenario he could come close if not be following in the same footsteps of a Dwayne Johnson on how he's being portrayed and how the fans like him. 
but you have all that talent in NXT and the ratings for what's happening now on Raw and SmackDown are not as grandest coming off of WrestleMania. So, hey, Vince, is what Triple H is saying. Uh, yeah, we got to do something. And the wild card thing is cool, but yeah, guess what's going to happen? You're going to wear down your talent unless you, Raw and SmackDown is in the same town at the same time. But when they're split, then you've got some, some issues. So you got to use some people or you've got to figure something out. Hence what we've been talking about the entire time. Okay, you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, as you, you, you're talking, I'm sitting here and my, my gears are turning. I, I would love to see the old school style of wrestling, you know, territorial wrestling, where territories kind of work with each other. And even though we don't have territories, I'm just wondering, like in the back of my mind, it's not too far-fetched. You think Cody's calling up Trips and saying, hey, uh, this is what I'm planning on doing. He said, nope, you got to go bigger. And he's giving him financial advice, and Vince is actually is in, in his ear, sign this deal, do this. Basically, don't go against me, but I'll help you build this into a juggernaut to compete, but don't put it on the same night. We can dominate wrestling. The whole week. If you do two shows a week, I got Monday and Tuesday. You go Thursday and Friday. And then pay, your pay-per-views on Saturday, mine on Sunday. Or we do it Sunday before, Sunday after, something like that. Do you think that that is possible, that they're actually talking to each other like that? Just to, as, a, as a business friendship. Or am I just being far-fetched and tripping? No, I'm quite sure because it, it's smart. That's the one thing. Well, originally, Turner and Vince were cool. But it wasn't until Ted Turner said publicly, you know what? I'm getting in the wrestling business, and we're going to take that Vince McMahon down. Now, maybe in Southern terms, you could take it as, you know what? He's just saying, hey, we're going to do this too. And we're going to be equally as good, and we're going to make it happen. Maybe in the northern perspective, you're like, hold on. I thought we was cool. Now you're talking about you're going to take me down? Dude, what, what's going on? And boom, you got two differences of opinion, and now we got Houston a problem. So if they can, if Triple H is saying, like you're saying, hey, Cody, we cool. You're, <laughs> I mean, we all love your dad. And all you wanted to do was just go out there and not be Stardust. You wanted to be out on your own name because you thought the Stardust thing had run its course. Creative didn't believe so. That's our bad. Because we thought we knew what was right. And you went out and you took Cody Rhodes and made it the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes, now executive of AEW. We didn't foresee that. You beat us. You showed us exactly what your potential is. You're right. Now let's come to the table. And like you said, we got Mondays. We got Tuesday. NXT airs on Wednesday. Thursday, you good. Friday, you good. Now I know that's going to suck for Ring of Honor, but nobody knows when the hell that comes on anyway. <laughs> so, Absolutely true. <laughs> and then we balance out Saturday and everything. And that's how it goes from there. And everybody's good. But, you know, going from there, 
it's got to be if they could pull that cohesiveness together and have that that universal conversation piece and then we could get a just like you said a week's worth of wrestling it's going to be insane and why not say on an on an extra cool level what would you think about down the road Kenny Omega just shows up at NXT mm. you know Vince Mac will let it happen at the main roster no but he's just at full sale with a ticket. What would you say if Bianca Belair was over there at one of your TV tapings talking about I'm undefeated? And then we have a little bit of a, a cross-branded war. Fun, fair. We're just out there doing each other's thing between NXT so that way it's not like the WWE, quote-unquote, is doing something. It's, you know... NXT, which is kind of like over to the side, mm-hmm. and then that's happening. Why can't those things happen? Because it's all good for sports entertainment. Everybody can make money. Nobody, I mean, if Vince, well, I guess might as well say it. Vince is kind of like where <laughs> Disney is positioning itself right now since it just kind of took control of Hulu, and they kind of got their streaming service about to come out, and they definitely bought Fox. So now, We've got Hulu exclusives, the entire Fox library on Disney. So I can go from watching Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie Mickey, uh, to Fantasia Mickey, to Phineas and Ferb, to The Simpsons, (laughs) and... We control the streaming services that shows the WWE or Monday Night Raw, and I think maybe SmackDown too, the next day on our streaming service. That's crazy. That's (laughs) And Vince, you know, kind of for a while has had that same type of mainstream control. Now somebody else has come up and said, hold up. We want a piece of the pie, and we're just going to slide in and take it. Because y'all been too complacent. And nobody can argue with that because Vince has been complacent. Look at the product. It's been complacent. You had a women's revolution, which in order for you to have a revolution, there has to be so high a level of complacency of positioning that, you know, you just had to go ahead and, and destroy. We want more. We don't want to just settle for what you're giving and be like, okay, three minutes, all right. No, we had to revolt. The complacency is not cool anymore. So we need to do something. The fans said, no, they need to have more time. Proof's in a pudding now. Because they thought that, hey, we're just cool. We're just going to run the same formula. We beat WCW. Formula doesn't need to change. So what if we screwed up on reviving ECW 2.0? Who cares? So what if, you know, we don't need the WCW brand anymore? We just buried it. Who cares? So what if, you know, the NWO has been buried again? Who cares? They're still going to watch. Now it's like, oh, snap. They're talking about watching something else, and it even aired yet. <laughs> we haven't even seen one. We don't even see what the ring looks like. Right. For me, I don't even know what the lighting is going to look like. Where's the camera is going to be positioned? Is it going to run a, a house show style where it's closer up and a little bit more 
informal or we're going to go a little bit further back and have the large, you know, crane cameras rolling around and doing a different stuff. How well are they going to curate the entrances? Is it going to have my favorite, the ramp coming from the uh, the stage all the way down to the ring, that old WCW feel? I thought that was always better because you could use that ramp for, you know, imagine AJ Styles doing the uh, phenomenal forearm on Randy Orton while he's standing on a ramp entranceway to come down to the ring. That'd be insane. You know, <laughs> just, just all kind of stuff. But we haven't seen any of that. But the buzz for it is through the roof. I know Vince is scared. Has well, to be. You really don't have to be scared. I mean. Well, we talk like, about Vince. Right. Ego. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Triple I mean, H ain't scared. No. Because. Vince is scared. Triple H, dare I say it, is the future. And I, I think once he's going to take control, because I don't think Shane wants control of Jeff yeah. WWE, but I think he'll have a hand in it, but I don't think he wants 100% control. But yeah. once Triple H has 100% control, it is going to be epic because it's it's going to be a lot of extending of the olive branches. And look, it's all about money. But if we work together, we can make even more money. So I'm already rich, but I'm trying to get richer and I'm trying to make mm-hmm. you as rich as me. And mm-hmm. that's all it's about. And yep. come on, how long have we been talking about AEW? Since December? Have not seen one match. We know what the roster looks like, but we haven't seen one match. We've seen a couple pop-up appearances. Um, I've seen Brandy training, but not one match. And everybody's excited yep. for next weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to figure out, I'm like, how do I order this? Do I want to watch it on Twitter? I really want to support this from the ground up because I want to be there once it first starts. I just, this is a huge opportunity because not not only for WWE wrestlers, when you know, you, you need to get out because creative not using you right. You can go to AEW, reinvent yourself. Become a big name star, and then when you're ready, come back and then dominate both. Yep. So, and the way I think it may work out uh, to go back to what you were saying about Triple H, and a McMahon always has to be the chairman. Period. So I think Shane uh, will be chairman of the board, kind of like Linda McMahon was, and you, you, you're up there in Stanford doing whatever you need to do. Triple H will run everything else. So that way Shane will only need to be, remember how Linda would just show up and do the override thing. And you're like, hold up, what's going on? Shane's here. And then he makes a radical decision. It's, it's just ground shaking and everything. And then Linda was gone. I think that's, if I, if it was my company, that's what I would do. So that way, everything is balanced out. But a McMahon has to be chairman of the board. And the chairmanship is also based off of how many shares you have. So I believe that Vince will give Shane enough shares to give him control. Stephanie will be second, and then Triple H will be third. And then Shane has enough boys that one of them will take over, and one of Stephanie's girls will take over for her. So that'll be the, the hierarchy in reference to who runs the company then now and forever. 
that's how I believe it's going to go since Triple H has the mind to move it forward in a direction that I don't think Shane wants to dedicate as much time as his dad to it. I believe he sees the family aspect and the work life a lot more, more valuable. At least that's what it seems to me like. He understands that, you know what, I've been in the gorilla position since I was born. (laughs) You know, I don't need to be in a gorilla position when I could be at the park playing ball with my boys. Right. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I know everybody says, oh, Vince needs to retire, but we don't need Vince to go anywhere anytime soon. No. Vince may have his own ideas, but Vince is also intelligent enough in the game to understand how to balance because we wouldn't have WWE Network if it wasn't for Vince. That was not a Shane idea. That was not a Triple H idea. That was a Vince McMahon, what, almost 30, maybe almost 40 years ago, saying we need to have our own network to stream and provide our own stuff. And he just couldn't figure out back then it was, is it a cable network? But then you got to provide content at the cable televised level for it to be viable for uh, sponsorship. So that's a lot of work. And that's only one product coming in for just that lot of work, which you didn't have the library of stuff back then to now the WWE Network, which has years of body that you can just do and on demand and all that stuff is there. So it's a lot more possible. So without that vision being there in the forefront of the industry, you you can't let that go until it's 100 percent tapped to the point that he's like. I have nothing else to give. Until that point, Vince needs to be around. Well, I can't. I can't deny that. And you know, I'm gonna be honest. We wouldn't be in the game as deep as we are and as successful as we are for wrestlers, wrestling fans, just the whole wrestling community. If it wasn't for Vince and Kennedy McMahon, so of course I don't want to see him go anywhere anytime soon. Because he yep. took it from a territorial thing to a global thing. And everybody said, oh, no, that's not going to work. You can't do that. You can't do that. Hey, 30-some years later, I believe it's worked. So I just – I, I, I want to – seeing Triple H with a little bit more uh, say-so would be great, though. Because I think him and Shane together – could take not just WWE but wrestling period to another height. It'll be it'll be another yeah, level because it's just you can't keep doing the same things the same way. Mm-hmm. But if they would have listened to us, yeah. everybody would have been paid sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs included. But ah, <clears throat> uh, you got to do it your way. Yeah, but somebody that is being listened to somebody that is controlling uh, we'll just call it controlling their interest at this moment is Ray Wyatt <gasps> yowie wowie <laughs> and we were gifted and I'm not going to say we we watched I'm going to say we were gifted we had the pleasure of watching Firefly Funhouse episode 4 that transitioned in and gave us what we were wondering 
one half of how it was going to turn out. One half of it was the presentation of Bray. The other half is the curation and the treatment of the entrance and what we're going to see in the ring. But the most important part is what entity we're going to have coming out. And to see the the excitement that everybody is having over the new look, the mask, the Joker-esque type of feel, you got to see why his hair was cut in a way now that explains why the, 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 the dreads and everything were coming out on the mask uh, properly and how all that put together. It made sense. Because I was like, man, he's got the hair in the back and stuff. I get the, the Mr. Rogers look to be a little bit more clean, but where are we going with that? And now we saw the fruition of the, the deepest recesses of his being, so to speak, uh, for kayfabe purposes, to be manifested into this monster. And we don't know if this monster is going to be still called Bray Wyatt or if it's going to be called something else. But I was excited to see. And not only that, congratulations, Bray and JoJo, on the birth of your baby boy. Or was it a girl? I believe it's. I got I believe it was a boy. Yeah, it looked like a boy. I know his middle name was Six. I'm brain farting on the <laughs> first thing was I just looked at it, and then I got mad. It's like, damn it, brain farting. <laughs> <sighs> Jojo. So uh, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. So I know you've got some thoughts on that, man. I know you've got some thoughts. Uh, if, if if that was the the culmination, I am all here for it. Like I sat there and I watched it, and of course I follow Bray Wyatt on 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 Twitter, and you know he doesn't tweet very much, but when he does, you listen. And all I can say is, man, I am I'm afraid for the superstars when he come back. Oh yeah, now he still didn't break down what the the phrases were that led to whatever from his promos so i'm still waiting hopefully we will get that this upcoming week or we may get that on money in a bank which is sunday so it's kind of interesting that we saw that before money in the bank so that means that it could be a new impression that may come on money in the bank or it could be a personal visit to money in a bank Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is where you throw in a yowie wowie. <laughs> because that is a stroke of irony. Or a planned stroke. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see. So I'm excited for Money in the Bank to see what may happen and what may come out of that. Or they may give him this weekend off since he just they just had the baby. So we'll see exactly what may happen, but I'm excited because I'm quite sure they filmed enough at the, well, I would hope 10 different episodes that they filmed in one day just to give us everything that we need. And then to hold that, I wouldn't mind having them have some sort of Firefly Funhouse live special at the same time that Double or Nothing is airing. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) <laughs> that was a yowie wowie moment come on man you gotta stay yowie, on yowie wowie 
you know, that would be uh, almost a Mick Foley's about to win your World Heavyweight Championship match. That's going to put a lot of butts in the seats type of moment. And then everybody – Because it just pops up on Everybody Twitter. turns the yep. channel, and ratings for Raw yep. goes up. Well, no, it wouldn't be Raw. It'd be, well, you know, just the WWE. No, Network. I mean, at that particular time, ratings for Raw, Raw went up. But, I mean – Oh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. So it would be a WWE Network exclusive, and it would just be some tweets that would go out. Mm. That was that would say, "Watch me now, fireflies." <laughs> that would be a dirty. That would be a dirty deed right there, to uh, slide that in, and that is a dig on uh, uh, Dean Ambrose. So if you saw the what I did there, yes, that was a Dean Ambrose moment, talking about dirty dig or dirty deeds. So um, we have nothing but elation and excitement and anticipation to find out what's coming next from Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse. I can't wait. I'm not even going to lie. I can't wait. This is going to be epic. And now, seeing as though she gave birth today, Mm -hmm. and the question is, where she gave birth at? What what, what city, what state? Does it matter? Was she in Miami? Yes, it does. It matters. She's really off the market now, man. Really off the market. What? I'm crying. What? I'm not gonna say that she is. I mean, I mean, you know. Oh, she off the market, man. She, she off the market. Hey, man, he did what I would have did. <laughs> <laughs> Let Let's be honest on this. He did exactly what I would have did. Shoot the club up. Well. Shoot the club up. There's yeah, so, so, so only one thing to do, man. I'm like I don't know. I'm like, oh, you getting pregnant? <laughs> That's that's about it. Just know that I love you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it is it is a boy. It's Nash K N A S H six S I double X. So I know X Pac is excited. Rotunda. So we'll see if there'll be a, a wedding bells in the future. To which I will be mad again. <laughs> so wait, that'll be good though, because we can crash the wedding. But like, I'm Jack. No, I can't. I can't crash that wedding, man. Because who knows what may uh, uh, the buzzard or I may get killed by the daggone rabbit that got eaten and somehow got taped back together. <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna be. See, dangerous. we can make it a crossover wedding. We could crash it kind of like on Shrek, and then you know I'm just gonna be the donkey on the edge. I got a dragon, and I know how to use it. Oh God, that's that'd be insane. I'll call Khaleesi, and insane. I'll get. I'll let me. You got one dragon left. Let me use it. <laughs> like just gonna fly by and just hit everybody with a, a Dracar. That's, that's it. That's hey, he said he got something to say. If you listen, or you burn, which one is gonna be? <laughs> Knowing Bray, he'll just walk through the fire. <laughs> oh, Night King. <laughs> yep. It's like, well, spoiler alert. Sorry, and we're gonna go to commercial now. Just for those that have not gotten anywhere remotely close in any conversations as we lead to. <sighs> the last episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, Lord. I don't know what I'm going to do myself to And we got to stop there because, man, I, I want to vent so badly right now. <laughs> but I know you want to vent so badly, and we can't say a <sighs> thing without this episode ending and the people in the truck like, you know y'all never doing this again, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah no more spoilers. Okay, <laughs> so we're going, to, we're going to commercial break to pay some – some bills so that way the unsullied can have some integrity. <laughs> and then <laughs> we got to make sure Winterfell actually 
has enough people and they 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 have enough food to be able to you know shovel all that snow cuz winter is coming and winter is here but then ironically it's been snowing in Winterfell the entire time so I'm trying to figure out when was summer but <laughs> we're going to go do that and then when we come back it is time to do our money in the bank picks yes indeed so stay tuned we'll be back Uh, I got money in the bank. Shorty, what you think about that? Find me in the gray Cadillac. We in Hoffa like, ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know why. Every time I think about money in the bank, that's a song that pops in my head. Really? Yeah. I'm stuck with uh, uh, Donald Trump's theme song originally, which was, you know, the money, 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 money. You know, that's what jumps you know, that's OG right there. That's OG <laughs> for following Money in the Bank in the beginning. That's yeah. OG. What but, is this, number six? I don't know. I stopped counting after that, man. <laughs> hey, I gave, gave Donald Trump a, uh, a heads up on that one. So no, you better get that extra pay for the president. Oh. They dropped. Gave him his theme song. I need a check from the government. Actually, never mind, because y'all may go ahead and look at my taxes first. So we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on because there is not any type of uh, briefcase hanging over my head that I can climb to get out of trouble. So, money in the bank. It is time for us to do our pickety picks. We will see who will come out from the OG perspective of how we did it in the beginning between myself, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, and the big guy KG. And we will find out who is the best picker. In 2019. And we're going to start it off. With tag teams. Smackdown. Live tag teams. That is. For the Smackdown Live Tag Team Championship. You got the DB Daniel Bryan. And his tag team partner. Rowan. Versus the. I'll go first. So that way I'll take some of the pressure off of you because I know you're a little antsy on trying to beat me this time. I'm going to go ahead and keep the belts on Daniel Bryan and Rowan. I'm going to disagree with you there. How did I know that? I'm going to put them back on the Usos. You know why? Because (laughs) possibly, but Daniel Bryan can't I mean, what can he, he – he's not a – I mean, granted, it could take pressure off of him until he gets better 100% because I don't think he's 100, 100%. But uh, this right here, I, I need him to take the time and step away for a little bit, you know, not active wrestling. So take the belts off and put them back on the Usos. And then once the Hardys get together, make a triple threat match between Daniel Bryan Rowe and the Usos and the Hardys. Yeah, but they just gave him the belts. Well, he just got the belt. He just came back to turn it around and be like, all right, that's that's kind of a rough in and out type of thing. That's uh, he not special. <laughs> <laughs> you get the same thing everybody else get, DB. But I'd rather see to be quite honest, I'd rather see I'd rather see him and Kofi go at it because after seeing what they did at Elimination Chamber and the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber. 
just geez, I want to yeah. see them at a pay per view main event because that right there, that is a show to behold, man. Yeah. Even I still want Kofi to come out, but I want to see. I want this to turn into a battle where we talk about it 15, 20 years from now. Uh, we're talking about greatest feuds for the world title in any aspect. I mean, you can always talk Sting Ric Flair, you can talk Ric Flair Harley Race, Rock Stone Cold, uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. I want to say Kofi Daniel Bryan. I want that to be mentioned in the same breath because those guys deserve it because they put on that good of a show. And I would love to see them trade the belt back and forth. But that's just my selfish wants. Yeah, that's selfish, man, because he's going <laughs> to keep the belt. <laughs> All right, well, let's see how selfish you are with the Cruiserweight Championship as the newly christened champion Tony Nese. Versus Aria Davari. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with Nice because as much as I like Davari, yeah, that ain't happening. Sorry. I'm 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 gonna stick with I'm 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 gonna have to ride the coattails on this one. All right, all right. Just don't ride the coattails on this next one because we're talking Probably U.S. Won't. title Samoa Joe. Versus Mr. 619. Ray, Ray, Ray Mysterio. And possibly with Dominic at ringside. You go. Who's your pick? Booyaka, Booyaka, 619. Give me Ray for that. I agree. I'm going to have to ride your coattails <laughs> on that one. Only because if Ray wins, then that sets up the Joe going after Dominic to get his belt back. So that way he can get the rematch because there's no rematch clause mm-hmm. anymore. So storyline purposes, that would make sense. Because if, if Joe beat Ray, then that pretty much ends the whole thing. Exactly. So I, I agree with that. Now let's talk uh, big boy pants. WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston. Kevin Owens. Go. <clears throat> My mind's telling me KO. <laughs> but my booty, my booty is telling me Kofi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going Kofi, man. And I, 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 <laughs> you felt the flow you rode with it. I love it. <laughs> I got to go the same thing, man. I mean, as much as I like KO, but I don't think he's the one to dethrone Kofi. It's too soon. It's yeah. too soon for KO to dethrone them. If KO had been back, I'll say six, eight, ten months, and he's been really getting because you know he got ring rust, mm-hmm. but you can't really see it. But I mean, he's putting on if he six or eight months him putting on fifteen, twenty minute matches every week. Uh, yeah, I could be like, okay, yeah, KO's gonna do this because he's in excellent shape. He can do this, but it's too soon for KO. But he has to keep his name out there. Yeah, I think him and Kofi are going to do some pretty big spots tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree. But I will say the person that I think would be the dethroner because it'd be out of left field. Biggie. Ooh. Speaking of which, I just. <sighs> His Twitter I mean, feed is crazy. Yeah, Biggie's yeah, awesome. Is off the rails for real. He makes my day every day, but I'm just gonna need him not to post his nipple again. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. Let me see what's going on at the fudge. Come on, E. Man. But then Naomi says, well, it looks better than mine. And I'm like, can I be the judge of that? But um, <laughs> you just vote. You just voted for her, her team, man. Don't be going I, all in there. But she said it. I mean, what what else am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to say, oh, Naomi, you're not supposed to say that. No, nope. nope, that's what you're supposed to say because Naya is following Naomi. <laughs> I mean, put, never mind. Let me go ahead and stop. Your boo is injured. You're not supposed to pull an edge and perform the robbery while your boo is injured. No, 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 no. But uh, speaking of which, um, Liv Morgan, that's all I got to say. Cheat me Christmas. He's he's on to another one. No, I'm not. On, I mean, she, I'm just adding her to the stable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Adding it to the stable, and the only thing that uh, signifies a stable possibly would be a steel cage match. That's how we bring it home, ladies and gentlemen. Shane McMahon versus the Miz steel cage. Mm. I'm gonna have to give this one to the Miz just because Miz lost at Mania. You know what? I'll go against you on this one because really? somehow, some way, even though he lost at Mania, which I don't think he, I don't think he was supposed to lose, but I think Shane O'Mac will win this one. But I think it'll be Miz's dad that causes him cost him this match. I hope not because his dad got injured and also gave Shane a black eye uh, <laughs> during that match. So it's like, come on. But the only reason why I also said to Miz, and we'll get there right before uh, we do the wrap-up, is the Supercard in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, has a match that would kind of make sense with that. So I don't know. But then again, it could also make sense the other way because who knows? (sighs) Having two pay-per-views back-to-back, one of them's going to be a a fluff match where nothing happens, and one of them's going to have some happen. It's just picking your poison at this point. And speaking of poison, or biting off more than you can chew, potentially, or having two belts and you're going hardcore, is the first of Becky's road to awesomeness and, dare I say it, legitimacy as Becky two belts. So, SmackDown side of things, Women's Championship, Becky v. Charlotte. I'm going to Maine. Really? Yeah. Uh, because you know, you... She, she, she has built not only in the ring, she's built this character on social media, Mike skill. She's did the damn thing, and then you know, Biggie's stalking her mom too. So <laughs> Biggie, crazy man. Now, if if Miles would have been like, "All right, let's go," Biggie better step up. Yeah. He can't, he can't be like, huh? No, you got to go in. She didn't, she didn't said it. You got to go in now. Ain't no plan. You got to go in. But, um, see, I see this night is going one of two ways. Becky can just be like, all right, I want everything. And come out the man. Or she can lose one, keep one. But sure. then does she lose being the man? Because then it'd be like, well, the man couldn't hold two belts. 
that's that's the thing. If she loses one of the belts, even though it would seem wise to separate. Who did put, Jericho beat in the same night to become Universal Champion? Wasn't it the Rock and Stone Cold? Mm-hmm. So, why 2J can do it? Why can't Becky do it? And that's why I'm at this dilemma. Because if it is a win-loss, does do you put the belt on Charlotte? Which gives Charlotte the win over Becky because Becky has had Charlotte's number for the f- past few matches? Or do you give Lacey Evans the rub and let her go ahead and and move forward? Hmm. That's a tough one. Or is Becky two belts here because guess who's got a new t-shirt that just debuted? And you can't just put a t-shirt line out and then have it no longer be valid when a t-shirt is calling for somebody to have two belts. Mm. I know merchandising. Isn't that what uh, uh, Yogurt said in Spaceballs? Merchandising, merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. Becky Two Belts t-shirts. Becky Two Belts the lunchbox. <laughs> Becky t-shirts the breakfast cereal. <laughs> Becky Becky t- Two Belts everything. Becky Two Belts got my vote. I'm going Becky yep. to be Charlotte. I know. Just like I'm going with your boy, Roman to beat Elias. Hello, I'm Elias. Are you walking with Elias? As bad or are you as going I... Roman? And you know how I feel. Oh, walk with Elias. But I gotta go Roman because Roman's been getting beat down by Elias and the only I don't see them I don't see Elias beating Roman on a big stage like this. Not without Vince McMahon interfering somehow. So, I'm going to go Roman, too. All right. So, now, the fun begins. Because we actually start picking money in the bank winners, which is going to have down-the-road storyline potential. Since they all have a contract that could be cashed in at any time, any place, anywhere, for a championship match of their choosing on the Raw and SmackDown side, a.k.a. if Becky wins both, her matches will be her next opponent. So women's money in the bank, obviously, is what I'm talking about first. So that's going to put Natalia versus Dana Brooke versus Naomi versus the hugger Bailey. She's a hugger. (laughs) Versus Mandy Rose versus the war goddess Ember Moon versus Money, Carmella, and the newly added replacing a sidelined Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. Say she got another concussion. Uh was that yeah. being told? Yeah, it's it's something that happened pretty recent before uh Monday. Which is why Nikki Cross got the nod so that way she was able to pick up the victory and made it quote unquote believable that she could be the next money in the bank winner. And a newly Nikki Cross. Yeah. Um speaking more, Nikki Cross. So Natalia, Dana, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy, Ember, Carmella, Nikki. Who you got to face the man if she wins both belts uh, or both matches and has both belts down the road. Who's going to break the next storyline? 
Long overdue. Dang, do I got to pick one? Yep. And mind you, just just throwing devil's advocate out there, Ember Moon almost won it last time. Yeah, and that's that's my pick. I want to go with Natty. My my pick is Ember Moon. The, the, the Sheena, it's her time. Man. But Carmella could win. Just giving you more time to think if James Ellsworth shows up again. <laughs> well, well, Bailey could win if Sasha Banks shows up again. You know who's missing from this match? Who? The goddess of tomorrow. Where's Asuka at? She, no, she doesn't need to be in that, man. She's too busy being in Emperor Pirates or whatever they're doing over there. I'm not, let's not even talk about that, man. They named him Tag on video game. It's like, come on, Paige, man. Come on. That, that's the team. Nothing against the two women. But come on. Come on. I was expecting more out of this. Somebody. I don't care. Somebody epic. Because uh, that means you just threw Asuka in with Kyrie, and that was it. Yeah. We couldn't get more NXT out of that. We just got Kyrie saying, but we couldn't get Shayna Baszler, you know, or something. I mean, we could have did more. So much more. But whatever. So that was enough. To buy you some time. Now you got to make a pick. Give me boo number one A. Mandy Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. no Dana Brooke. No love for Dana Brooke. I, I, Miss, I'm, I've got the opportunity. I'm going to make the opportunity. I'm going to make it work. That's the dark horse. Uh, I mean, Natty and everything. I would have loved to two face Dana. I'm just saying. I still like that. That. That flesh out gimmick but the thing is I, I i i tagged her in it and i'm like please listen to this i think i need to dm but no, i better stay out of dms i don't even know how to dm because you know it goes down up in there so yeah i don't know <laughs> all right so you pick you picked ember moon yeah that would be an interesting matchup versus becky but i don't know man can ember moon promo hardcore up against becky I don't think it'll be on the same level, but it'll be worthy. Because the excuse me, the thing that about Ember Moon, she she's she's very intelligent, well spoken. Uh, you know, outside of the industry, yeah. And on top of that, she's an anime fan. It's not nothing about this woman that I don't. Oh like. no, she's all over. Yeah, her up, up, down, down. I mean, she does pictures with people as she's walking through on vacation. I mean, she's really down to earth uh, for what we can tell. So it's it's really cool. And most importantly, she's a gamer. Not a hugger, but a gamer. She's a gamer. <laughs> her and Oscar, I would love to sit around for a weekend in the same house with them and just sit there and switch games and just play games. And they're old school gamers too. PJs. Uh, oh, my God. Y'all, y'all want something to eat? Come on, I got another bowl of cereal. Come on, we're going to get through this level. I just, uh, it's another show for another time. <laughs> That's another reason I love Ember Moon and Oscar right there. <laughs> uh, so I'm torn. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Because I'm like, who could Becky really have a strong promo beef with and online beef with? Uh, and as much as I want to say Ember Moon, because I was rooting for her last time and it let me down. Nikki Cross is looking more and more interesting because I think Alexa Bliss would have won that. Yeah, that would have been her return. Yep, I think she would have won that, and that would have been – man, they could have had some great promos together. So I may go with 
Nikki Cross. I know that sounds crazy. No, it to be the money in a bank winner with maybe help from Alexa Bliss, possibly. I don't know. But I'm going to pick Nikki Cross, man. And she is the true dark horse of this one. Even darker than Dana Brooke. Like Dana Brooke possibly would have a little bit more of a leg up on this. And I wish I could say Naomi, but I don't think they're going to do that because Naomi, we know, can athletically outwork Bailey uh, and Natty and Dana and Mandy and Carmella and Amber. <laughs> and she could definitely outwork uh, Becky. But that, that, that girl's a pure athlete. Let, let me ask you this out of every woman in this match, even if uh, Alexa Bliss would have been in this match, didn't Natty have some hand in there coming up? All of them. Exactly. So, in actuality, I want that's why I want to say Natty because she's like the Fit Finley of uh, the women's division, basically. And the student doesn't always beat the teacher. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I know. There's so many that you would be like, that'd be cool. But I think from storyline purposes, I think it'd be interesting to see. So you would have Nikki Cross possibly managed by Alexa Bliss, and it'd be a partnership. So that's who would be cutting the promos and doing stuff. And I think that would be pretty cool to see. So I would give it to Nikki Cross. Okay. And that's a tough one to decide on. The I, men, not so hard. <laughs> that women's money in the bank is going to steal the show. Yeah. The men's money in the bank, not so hard. No offense, man. But here's who we got. Sami Zayn versus Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade Cien Almas and Mr. RKO himself, Randy Orton. In my opinion, this is an easy one. I'm going with Drew McIntyre because it's his time. It's his time. And I see, I can tell that you agree. Yeah. It is his time. He's been on the back. If there's anybody that needs to come out with a money in the bank, like I can see him just walking out right now and have the money in the bank in his hand and cash in on somebody. And I don't think that night, <laughs> he could be the next edge. Right. And we all know how good of a champion Edge was. How, no, even better than that. We all know how he got that moniker, the ultimate opportunist. And that's because he cashed in the money in the bank on John Cena and took it. And then we went from the John Cena spinner belt to the rated RKO spinner belt. Mm-hmm. So that could be the Drewster. So I'm assuming you're going with Drew and agreeance. Yes, but here's what I don't agree with. I don't agree with the shortening of the names like Mustafa yeah. Ali, Andrade, yeah. Andrade now instead of Andrade Cien Almos. I don't yeah. like it. I, I can understand because the Cien Almos, you know, that wasn't, you know, a name name, but Mustafa Ali. You know, I felt like he should have fought for that. But like, come on, man. That's a cultural thing. Yeah. Why can't you say Mustafa Ali? But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I thought that sounded more unique than just Ali. Because now you say, oh, it's Ali. First person I think of is Muhammad yeah. Ali. <laughs> Bumaye. But looking at this, the competitors in this match, think about this. You're going to get Ricochet. Mustafa Ali, I don't care what they call him. His name is Mustafa Ali, and I'm a big fan of his. Finn Balor and Andrade, Cien Almos. 
in one ring with the freaking ladder. And a broken freaking neck. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Now, mind you, no disrespect to Ricochet. It's not your time yet. No. But think of the spots that are going oh, yeah. to happen tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. That, that's just going to be a highlight reel for Ricochet down the road. <laughs> Drew's going to win, yeah. but Ricochet's going to have the highlight reel. Think about this. You remember Edge with the spear off the top of the ladder? And then, what was that, mm-hmm. a 20-foot ladder? Mm-hmm. A spear off top of the ladder into a table. Uh, the, 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 the moves that you can do, and I, I remember this is showing my age a little bit if, you, if everybody remembers. If you remember the uh, Eve of Destruction mm. DVD, VHS, whatever you want to call it, and they talked about that table, ladders, and chairs match. And Edge and Christian said, you know, being up that high is harder to control the moves. You know, it's easier when you're doing it off the top rope. But when you're doing it off a 20-foot ladder, it's pretty hard. So you, the control you have to have, and I just – The trust you have to have. Yeah. And the ability that not only does Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor, and Andrade Cien almost have as high flyers. Mm-hmm. I think and we know Sami Zayn's going to take bumps. Yeah. Baron Corbin is going to give, but he's going to be giving of opportunities for bumps. And then there's going to be some RKOs out of nowhere. And I think we're going to see one off the top of a ladder. Oh, yeah, it's going to be insane. Now, it's going to be insane. I think Drew McIntyre is going to get his behind whoop, and he's going to look like he's out of it, and then he's going to destroy everything. It's going to be like an H-bomb going off, and everything is he's going to lay waste to everything, climb the ladder, get the briefcase. I'm out of here. It's going to be insane. So we're in agreement on that. Now let's see if we're going to be in agreement on the Universal Championship where we have Seth Rollins going up against – correction – Seth freaking Rollins, the Beast Slayer, going up against AJ Styles in a house that he did not build. (laughs) (laughs) Who you got on that one? Do I got to pick? All right, I pick. Yeah, you got to pick. Seth retains. Nope, nope, take that back, no. Because I got Kofi retaining. AJ takes it. All right. So you got AJ. I'm going with Seth Freakin. All right. And now, to cap the night off, a women's prerogative or a man's right? Now, I need to get credit for that. So if they use that, I'm just saying. A woman's prerogative being Lacey Evans versus a man right. Being Becky Lynch. Lacey Evans v. Becky. I'm going with Becky just because Lacey is doing well, just like with Ricochet, is not her time yet. I think it'd be too early to put the belt on her. That is agreed because I said it before. Uh, <laughs> Becky got to keep this belt. She has to. Because Keep somebody, both of them. Right. Somebody's going to have to take the belt off of her soon. Big E. <laughs> <laughs> Not Big E trying to take a mom off. <laughs> hey, that's how you get the belt off. 
show videos of him out with her mom. Oh, God. That'd be so horrible. We got four matches that we went opposite on. We need a tiebreaker. No, we're no tiebreakers. We're not going by any daggone. <laughs> this, this, this game is, is being played. This is the picks. I, no, I'm not hearing that mess, man, because I had that one won. Hand over fist. And then I just came up with the tiebreaker. What is that? And well, I mean, I, no. last one, if you don't want a tiebreaker, I don't have to give you one. I no, mean, we're not doing no tiebreaker. We're not doing a tiebreaker, man. It's, the pay-per-view is the pay-per-view. If there is a, a, a extra match that's inter- interjected in there, they will message each other and do a pick on that, and that'll be a tiebreaker. Okay. Agreed. Just trying over here, trying to slide in his little <laughs> mulligan <laughs> opportunity to be like, hold on. <laughs> Let's rewind this. I won by proxy on that one. No. NFL, kiss my behind. So, well, you don't have to worry about uh, the NBA this time. And the mighty, mighty. Actually, you know, the tiebreaker should be Game of Thrones or who's, who wins and sits on Iron Throne. But we're not doing that because that's too emotional. Oh, because if you want to do that, I can tell you you're going to sit on it. Go ahead. Who, who, well, it's not a spoiler, but I guess who you got? Uh, geez, now I can't even think of her name. Um, the lady of Winterfell. Sansa? Sansa's going to sit on the Iron Throne. John doesn't want it. Khaleesi's going to die. Daenerys is going to die. So it will be Sansa. I don't know, man. I was, at one moment I was thinking it would be Arya. But then I was thinking the, the best, to me, the best way to end it would be the person that, the second person that really doesn't want it, but will be a good ruler. And that would be Tyrion. But because all of his friends are dead, Varys is dead, Jamie is dead, you know, everybody's dead that has that level of connection. The only one technically after that would be Podrick. But just picture, think back to Conan, that epic scene with him sitting on the throne, you know, with his head rest on his fist, just discontent. Like, yeah, I'm the king. Of what, you know, I think I could see that being Tyrion, right but, in there, just sitting there, just like I don't even want this man. I'm, <sighs> Tyrion gonna die tomorrow. He could. He gonna could. die because that scene is betrayal. What he did to Daenerys. Well, how would she know it's betrayal? <sighs> Jamie did too. Allegedly. Yeah. Damn it! Always falling. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I said allegedly, dang it. I said allegedly. So we're going to a commercial break because see, you sucker me in as some Game of Thrones conversation. Not supposed to be having that, sir. Uh, it's hard. It's hard out here for Targaryen. <laughs> All right. So we're going to a commercial break. My dragons in a truck, Dracars. <laughs> And just like that, right back, walk through the flames like it was nothing. Oh, man, I had—I thought you – well, I guess that was the Game of Thrones uh, one. Okay, I'll give you that. I was expecting the Money in the Bank reference again, but I'll take the Game <laughs> of Thrones reference. You didn't walk out with two eggs, though? No. I should have walked out with two belts, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, actually, shoot, we need to walk out with one belt. Let's, let's, let's simplify this matter, sir. <laughs> All right, speaking of belts, June 7th, 
the supercar, the third of the 10 year deal or the third show of the 10 year deal with uh, the Prince and the Saudi Arabia folks over there is going to be happening. And in that we've got some, I guess you could call it AEW buster level matches. So WWE intelligently is sandwiching AEW between Money in the Bank and the Supercard. And they have all the, the main roster, Becky, and all that stuff going. But then on the opposite side, as potentially their main event, we have Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Mm. Mic drop. This would have been great 15, 16 years ago. But like you said last week, you got to give the people what they want. And Saudi Arabia is paying a lot of money for pyro and big name stars. So you got to give them what they want. But not really where uh, I thought they were going to go. But okay. Now, I was thinking, though, if what they really should have did was to give certain someone what they really want. And I know he got to be pissed about this. It should be Undertaker versus Sting. Because that's everybody wanted. Yep. Steve has been asking for that match. He said, somebody asked him maybe two months ago. Would you ever come back? Yeah, for the right opponent. And that right opponent is The Undertaker. That was it. That's all I need to say. Why? uh, Well, the only thing I could think of as to why that may not be is because for his beliefs, Sting may not agree with where it is. Mm -hmm. So I think that may be the only deal breaker to which, you know, money doesn't surpass morals. So that is the only thing I could think of. So I guess they figured Goldberg, okay. But Taker versus Sting should have been, in my opinion. But that's the first one. Second one is a throwback match to Evolution, or Evolution, uh, being Triple H versus Randy Orton. So could that be a, a spoiler on Money in the Bank, considering that kind of weird to have Randy Orton beat a Money in the Bank Winner and face Triple H. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they have a 50-man. They didn't say anything about the women, so we have no women wrestling at this moment. 50-man uh, battle royal. So that's uh, your NXT talent, I would imagine. Your 205 Live talent in that. And your main roster. I don't know if it's going to be people coming in, like the Royal Rumble aspect, or if it's going to be everybody just announced in the ring and you come down to one winner. Then here's another hmm, moment that relates to money in a bank. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, who recently told Dana White that he is retiring from mixed martial arts. Hmm. Hmm. Or as uh, uh, it used to be back in the day on the Arsenio Hall show, things that make you go, hmm. hmm. 
So we will see if that is a championship rematch. Oh, would you say KO? Could that be another possible championship rematch? Oh, sure, no problem, man. Why not have you versus Kofi Kingston happen again a couple weeks later? Hmm. How could that have an effect or be an effect of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view? And then the last hmm, moment that would have some bearing on Money in the Bank, Roman Reigns and The Miz versus Shane and Elias. What? Okay. So... The interesting paradox of this whole thing is we have, and I guess they may be thinking some different timeline Marvel logic on this. We're having money in the bank to change title hands, or have titles change hands, or to not have them change hands, to turn right around and just have matches that could have title changes. Or to not have title change, and then go over there and just give them a little extra bank for their buck, have titles change hands. So, (laughs) it's like you have a major event that you turn it around and undo the major event, or you have a major event and then nothing major happens, and then you go to the other major event and everything happens. True. (laughs) So, they gave us a coin flip of a, a scenario here because we don't know what the heck is going on. All we know is we got rematches of the rematch. Okay. And and but, what what's the good that's gonna come out of it? That, that's what I'm saying. I mean I understand the triple H versus RKO. I got that one. That's a solo separate thing. Goldberg versus Taker. Battle Warrior gotcha. But those last three with the both men's championship belts and the well even I could the Roman and Miz thing, whatever, but the Seth and Brock and the Kofi and, and KO, you know, it's like, that's so soon. Especially if you're AJ Styles, you're like, wait a minute. Seth versus Brock. Yeah, that would sound better if there was a championship belt involved. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. There's a championship belt involved. I'm not in that match. Oh, snap. That means I'm not going to have the championship. <laughs> you know, if I, that's how I'll be looking at it if I was AJ Styles. Like, oh, Okay, so I'll do my job then. And by job, I mean J-O-B. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> but that is a preview of allegedly what's on the books now for Supercard. Could change. It could be just a placeholder thing that they're talking about, and then money in the bank changes, and they change everything. Who knows? Could be because somebody... Uh, does some crazy stuff like we're about to talk about in our final segment really quick of Twitter or bust because Twitter has been blowing up, man. You've already mentioned Big E and his uh, peck nipple gate and his mama roll-ups. Then we've had Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch take a interestingly rough turn. Like, I felt uncomfortable with that. Type of like, I would take Naya un, you know, what I'm saying unpleasurably over my knee and you know, have to give a spanking out on this one. That was whoo, okay. Um, and then we've got Leo Rush still giving inspirational messages 
on Twitter. It's like, can we inspire you to be on Raw or SmackDown, sir? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, Twitter has been very interesting, man. What do you, what do you got? Well, I know you've seen some wild stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I seen the, the 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 Becky Naya thing, and I was like, now, one thing I hate on Twitter, I hate on social media. Period, and it's not just towards Naya Jax, towards women in the industry. Period, towards women in this world. You got guys that body shame these women because they're not a size one or a size zero it's a professional athlete. I mean, Lacey Evans is not a size zero. Neither is uh, Lana, Dana Brooke. These women are, are, are curvaceous. But you body shame women like Nia Jax about her size and then you buy you, you shame her about her skill and she you know they the false rumor she's not coming back until 2021 and stuff like that like now as i was saying you know the false rumors about her coming back in 2021 and then you know just the things that they say about naya it, it, it you know they take this whole twitter thing to another level now if these ladies want beef back and forth through twitter and Instagram and things like that, fine. But this right here, you know, she said the B word, because it's a family show, but go back to tanking ratings and make your, your two belts completely irrelevant. While you're at it, have Lacey Evans teach you how to take a proper shower, you moldy, cabbage-smelling ginger. Yeah, that's that, I'm sorry, man. I had to text back just some hate speech right there. Yeah. And that, that's then, one thing from, you know, Becky doing it within kayfabe terms, you know, like, oh, like she said, you know, what she say, uh, um, Lacey put the scrub on you or something like that. Uh, uh, Lacey giving Naya a good scrub to, to promote money in the bank. But what it was, it was explained later on by somebody that commented in Ireland, Ireland slang, Jax. Is the toilet just the way it's said? Jax is the toilet, so that's where that came from. I just I she know. went hardcore, yeah. That was hard. That was like, damn, you ain't had to go in like that. Like, that was rough. So, and and that's building a kayfabe. That's I'm all down with that. But when you start, when you break out the B word, that's a click away from the C word. Let's be honest. But that's not the first time Naya has used that in the, in the ring. That's true Naya right there. Yeah. I, I, I got to I mean, it might have been, and this is the way I think it goes, like when Mandy Rose and Naomi go back and forth. I, I think it was the well, we on a plane ride and she's a row behind me. Oh, no, 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 write this, write this, write this. And I'll come back with this. I mean, that's just the way I see it. It may not happen that way, but that's the way I see it. That's the way I always see it happening. Yeah. Uh, what else did you see on Twitter? Uh... Well, 
I mean, Twitter's where I found out what we said in the first segment about the AEW signing and all of that. Uh, I, I've seen even uh, Ronda Rousey get into a little bit over what she says on Twitter, and they want her to be uh, what they say, um, a little more toned down. Put it that way. I understand. How do you tone down a professional fighter? How do you tone down Twitter? Twitter, you can you got a lot more range on Twitter than you do any other social media platform. And anybody that knows Twitter knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you can say things on Twitter and the wild part about it, the things that should be labeled as hate speech are never labeled as hate speech. I so, agree. But <sighs> I don't know. I just thought they were supposed to be being a star. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I don't know. Twitter is, can be good and it can be evil. Yeah. And that was a side of the evil from Nia Jax. And the, the thing I didn't like was at the same time, you know, you want everybody truthfully to be rooting for your recovery and not have it be your a career ending match or, 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 or uh, um, injury. But you can also can't, you know, want that and then people to be rooting for you and then turn it around. And that's just rough. That's just rough. I don't know. But we do have, you know, outside of Big E co-signing on the 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 world starness of it, <laughs> uh, him giving us some comic relief. I guess we're gonna see a crap ton of baby pictures from Bray Wyatt and um, other weird stuff. Like, I'm gonna go on a quick thirty second rant, and then we're gonna tap out. Is it weird to you how you look through your Twitter feed? Or your Facebook feed, more so Twitter, I guess. And you got a, a Twitter message from somebody that's dead. And, and wow. I, I say that because I'm rolling through, and there's a tweet from Bruce Lee. <laughs> it's, and it's certified, so it's got the blue check. Bruce Lee tweeting a quote from Bruce Lee. I'm like, how the hell? Bruce Lee dead. What the hell is Tupac? He has a, a, a Twitter page too, verified. Who the hell is tweeting for Tupac? <laughs> you know, like Stan Lee is still tweeting. Yeah, and I follow Stan Lee. And it's <laughs> he throw the phone down. Like people, how the hell are these people still tweeting? They dead. How do you have a? I don't know. At some point, it's like um. We don't need anybody running a Twitter account for somebody that shouldn't be tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> if you are not part of The Walking Dead, like in that case, Abraham should still be tweeting. There should be a bunch of Mother D's every week. <laughs> or something, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that just that just weirded me out. Like the, the couple here and there is like, okay, fine, whatever. But the moment Bruce Lee tweeted, like, no. Some stuff should not. That's the master. The master <laughs> should not be tweeting. The master <laughs> should be on my TV beating the hell out of somebody in Chinese connection. Remember, never take your eyes off your opponent. Exactly. But 
that's one of them, you know, you see that. And you, you pull a Will Smith from I Am Legend. No! 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 <laughs> you, you, that's all you can say. Uh-huh. I just, oh, man. I It, it throws you off. Because then you got to go, you got, hold on, wait. Didn't they die? Mm-hmm. And you got to go look it up, so. I, I yeah. just. I don't know. That, that, that was just a, a weird thing to me, so I just wanted to put that out there. Well, I found out Walter Payton has a Twitter page, too. Oh, my God. They need to stop, man. But they now, to, I'm telling that, you. That's ran by his son, though. So he'll, po- he'll post stats and things like that and pictures of his father. And people to tag, you know, so if they got a picture, they'll tag him in it and everything. <sighs> I guess. Well, maybe put it on Facebook. It is, Face- it, Facebook is that kind of, that kind of feel. Yeah. Twitter, though, you, you go, the purpose of Twitter was to be able to see what's going on in the lives of people, and they were supposed to tweet out their life, and you watch to see what happens. You know that type of thing. Right. So it's like Twitter's a life thing. Facebook is uh, just like they have, oh, remember what your post was 18 years ago? Oh, that's so cool. You know, that's Facebook. Twitter, you know, like, if Bruce Lee has an Instagram, then I'm done. I'm really done. I may jump off social media if somebody says, yeah, man, I just got an Instagram post from Bruce Lee. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. How is that happening? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. really, y'all really need to stop this. Y'all have gone too far. But for real, Tupac is alive and he really is tweeting. Hey, he's just doing it from Cuba. That's all. Okay. Hey, it, but Biggie did. Let's just clarify that. Hell Tupac's yeah. alive because I, I think he's about to release another Machiavelli. And gonna be talking about, well, I don't know what you're saying. Trump is there. I'm like, what the heck? Is he talking about Trump on the presidency? Come yeah. on, <laughs> you, you, Happy you birthday, let... Janet. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pac, how do you release that on Janet? What? Dang, how'd you know that? God dang. This fool probably on a Tom join a uh, fantastic voyage. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Pac 2. About to uh, do a quick uh, cipher. Like, what the heck? Pop two? You mean two pop? What, what the heck is going on? I don't know. Craziness. But <laughs> I guess with that, we got to wrap up because, you know, I got to go check my Twitter feed to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah, because I've been going through and I'm like, yeah, I got to unfollow this one, this one, this one. There's a lot of pages I've been unfollowing. But, but what I want everybody to do is follow us. Yes. Sideline Junkies on Twitter. Instagram and Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook. So, hey, a lot of good things um, for those that are in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area or what's known as the DMV. Thursday is going to be a throwback Thursday thing with uh, I'm going to try to just get little things of local legends. My first, of course, is one of my favorites, um, Lynn Bias, with the mm. draft coming up. So I threw up a picture of the Landover legend, one known as Frosty. So every Thursday, try to do something. And, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get our wrestling fix because I got a lot of things to regram and retweet that are wrestling-wise and Especially uh, if you don't follow, uh, what is it called? 90s WWF. Mm. So you get a lot of classic matches and things like that, things you probably forgot about. Hey, 
That sounds good to me. Well, wow, man, we had a, we had a good show, man. Yeah, and most definitely, and you know, the phrase it pays. Yeah, Yowie, wowie. And in the in the spirit of Bruce Lee tweeting, I just want to wish you good luck tomorrow night, man. Well, I mean, you won't. I, I'm cool that you won't give me the tiebreaker, so I think I can win this one three one. Bruce Lee said there should be no tiebreaker. He tweeted that. <laughs> okay. And then he Instagrammed me laying a smack it down on your Rudy Poo can. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Got off a little tangent. <laughs> Threw me for a second. Bruce Ooh. Lee said, stay calm. Woosa. Woosa. <sighs> that was my bad boys three for the moment. All right. So <laughs> we will see you guys on the mothership. Same bet time. Same bet channel. Money in the bank recap. Then I guess at that point we'll be talking the go home experience for double or nothing and the return of Jim Ross at the commentator seat. By God, somebody will be broken in half or whatever. Who knows what the heck is going on? So, mm, but until then, we'll give you a lot of things to make you go, hmm, hmm. on all of our social media feeds. <laughs> Sideline junkies, WrestleManiacs, don't do no overtime. We are out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.